Hey guys, it's your girl Jodi Ann, also known as I Go By Joe, and this is The E-Project. Let's start the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm here with another amazing entrepreneur. His name is Femi Lawson. He is... I don't know what to say. He's just dope. He is a YouTuber. This guy MCs. He raps. He entertains. I mean, like, he literally does it all. Like, Femi, welcome. Thank you for that intro, though. You're making me blush purple out here, you know? <laughs> um, no, I'm really intrigued. I, I'm, I know this is long overdue. Um, I'm glad that, you know, I'm finally getting interviewed with you guys, the E-Project. Shout out to you and Julianne for putting this together. Like, it's, you know, it's a really dope. Uh, project. Your book is amazing, by the way. Thank you. I felt nice, you know, <laughs> signing my little one to my little thoughts of motivation. And yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, it's definitely been a long time coming. Um, this guy's busy. That's all I can say. <laughs> Yo, you know, you know how people say that they're out here? Like, I'm really busy in real life. Like, I'm not just saying it. Like, you know, I, I was, I'm very blessed and happy and humbled of like you know the opportunities that bestowed me lately and you know we you know we're pushing we grinding out here you know we're trying to push bugattis too <laughs> like nobody in toronto's like getting on some drop tops and like i want to be on the roof of my like panamera push playing mm. Afrobeats and throwing money in the air and stuff you know you want to be jay-z level yeah, jay-z course. and diddy those are goals yeah but then i want jay-z and diddy to be like yo baba femi femi lasting or that guy is gone and yo, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta talk to him and that's what's gonna happen 100 percent. like definitely mm-hmm. so for those of you out there that don't know femi femi can you please tell them a little bit of who you are and how you started Femi Larson um, fine boy no pimples just dimples just dimples Mr. Tantalizer Baba Femi um, where did I start to be honest I really started off um, you know young boy growing up in Jane and Finch with uh, two Nigerian parents who raised me very well um, getting you know involved with different cultures very early my babysitter was Somali so I used to eat rice and banana on the floor. Okay. Um, then go across the street and go get a cocoa bread with beef patty. Yes. And tell the you know tell, tell you know tell the store my wild go on everything blessed and try to get a little free five cent gum. Um, <laughs> and then you know go to my you know my um, <laughs> my Vietnamese virgins and get you know the hover bubble gums with the tattoos because they had the tattoo plugs. But I, one thing I did realize is growing up where I did grow up in a, such a diverse area where adversity is felt because there's a lot of first-generation immigrants who are trying to figure out their lives and you relating with people like that. It built who I was. I felt that um, I grew up wanting to do a lot because I've been around a lot. I've experienced a lot. Um, I started creating YouTube videos. You know, I was lucky to, you know, be blessed to get millions of views from YouTube. It opened up a lot of other doors. I was able to travel. And I think when I started traveling through my art, it really opened a side of me that I didn't necessarily see before being in that neighborhood. Um, And it allowed me to kind of like show who I am to the world. It's kind of like, you know, for those people that watch Dragon Ball Z, there's, you know, for you to turn into a Super Saiyan, you have to go through all this training. And I feel like Toronto's like, you know, somebody described it. I think Sean Leon said that Toronto's like a hyperbolic chamber where you're you know you're around all this creativity you're gathering all your experiences and you're building up and you're prepping 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 then when you travel that's you coming out of your chamber and you're growing now 
because now you're able to kind of utilize all the skills and everything you grew up with out in the outside world. And I realized one thing, you know, growing up here in Toronto does for you is that it allows you to recognize a lot of things because we're around so many different immigrants. We can see the finesse. You know what I mean? Very quickly than the average person. We can sense vibes and sense whether or not and hostility. And you know what I mean? You're able to see these things really easily. So it it creates good dialogue and real thought provoking conversation rather than just peeling the layers that, you know, people allow you to just see you get deep into the root. And um, yeah, um, entertainment is something I love to do. I love being on stage. I love, uh, you know, showcasing the world through my lens uh, whether that be, you know, creating a song, whether that be, you know, on big screen, you know, um, acting wise, like I just love doing that. And, you know, creating conversation, I think, is very important to create conversation that intrigues um, a thought, a- an idea, and people can kind of like debate about it. I think, you know, that's a great thing in life. Like it's good to bring people perspective. But not also bringing it in an argumentative way, but bringing it in a creative way where, you know, people are comfortable talking about it. A lot of taboo topics, the reason why people can't talk about it because they're uncomfortable. So if you find a way to kind of present that, you know, you could, in a humorous way, through music, through whatever, I think it's it, it still does the same job, you know. And that's kind of like, you know, me in a nutshell. There's a lot more, but... Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that amazing intro. No, that was. I didn't. Even, you know, I I, I totally <laughs> forgot it was an intro, and I was just I was just talking and vibes in. You know, there's probably so much more we could talk about, but oh, yeah, we're gonna talk a lot. Don't worry. I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm a talkative man, still. You know. <laughs> so you talked a lot about just now. You talked about culture, um, passion. You're of course being on stage or comedy. So why do you love doing this? Like, what makes you continue to do this? Um, what drives you? One thing that really drives me is my love for community. I started a lot of my kind of like outside the home things started with me doing community work, running youth programs. Um, you know, I remember when I was working uh, with uh, Black Creek Community Health Center, um, somebody came to me and they're like, you know, we saw a video that you did and it really inspired me to f- um, pursue my acting career now I'm in Humber and this that, and the other and then I was at Ryerson and someone was like you came to speak to me at my school when I was in high school and because I saw you on YouTube um, I applied for Ryerson and now I'm in my first year and I have you to thank that for me wow. is a better feeling than getting a million dollars money comes and goes don't get it twisted like if you want to give me a million dollars I'm going to be happy but <laughs> for someone to say that Something you said out of passion and out of, you know, your real, true experience motivated them to do something better for their lives. Mm. I feel like that's something that people forget. Like, one thing people don't, I might not know is that I'm very selfless in the sense that I like to help people. But sometimes when you're in a city uh, where everybody is trying to get somewhere, it can become very draining and you start to miss out on giving back to self. Mm. Um, So for me, I think... When I'm on stage, I'm doing, I'm acting, I'm being myself, but it's really being both selfless and given to myself being a little bit selfish. Um, I'm able to showcase who I am. That's the selfish side. Like, I'm not going to conform to, you know, whoever this person is and this great actor. I'm always going to be me, but I'm going to make sure that I do it in a very humble way. And I'm going to make sure that people can kind of see the world through my lens for that period of time. Mm-hmm. I try to paint, I, I try to treat it like a production. 
And I think I love what I do because it's always been me. I've never had to be fake about it. You know, when I'm in control of, you know, a production and I'm and I'm there and I'm and I'm one of the main characters, I'm always going to bring that authentic self. And I think a lot of people, when they get into the field of entertainment, especially, they get swayed. There's so much politic talk. Like, why are you so concerned about what this camp is doing? Why are you so concerned about how this person is doing it? And for me, I have always believed in it. Like, if I believe in it enough, everyone's going to believe it. I remember when I first came out, I used to always say the word tantalization. And people would be like, what the hell is tantalization? Like, no, no one is even going to know what it is. Like, And for me, I kept saying it because I went on a trip to Nigeria. And I remember... Um, there was a restaurant called Tantalizers, and it's in oh. December, so you know I'm coming from the screw face cold. Everyone's just annoyed and angry because it's winter time and frostbite. Why am I in a place where the winter can make my face hurt? Like you know, <laughs> so now I'm in Nigeria and the sun is just shining, shining on my beautiful melanin. I'm smiling, and I'm in this place, Tantalizers, and everybody's happy. It's like a you know, it's like a little burger chain. They sell wheat pies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember the moment going there, and I was just like, yo, the energy here is real. So whenever I would say tantalization, I came back and said that word when I was hosting. For me, it meant good vibes, good energies, good vibrations. Nice. I didn't know that. And um, for me, I I put it back to myself because I'm like, when I come into a room, that's what I feel like I bring. You know, I've been in, like, people are very shy sometimes. And as a result of being shy, they're not able to be their true authentic selves. And I like to make sure that I create an inclusive environment that's a safe space where people are able to be themselves. Like, yeah, I know that, you know, people take pictures of me on road, but if I go to this club and it's your, and it's your, or I'm going to this um, listening party and it's your listening party, bro, you better believe I'm going to turn up with you. I'm not going to stand around being cool because of status. Mm. Why are you being... We're all in the same boat. We're in Toronto. This is this screw phase. You know what I mean? We can still support each other. And that's the community part of me. I've always been stink, sticking around people who like to support you for good reasons. Mm. I don't care about clout, to be honest. Clout is cool. But clout earned through ulterior means where you're stepping on people, I don't rate. I've always believed that, you know, when you're true and you're genuine, it's going to come to you. It might take a little longer. But it's going to come to you, and when it does, it's going to stick and it's going to last. And I strongly, like, stand by that. Um, and, I, you know, the people I keep around me, they're very real. You know what I mean? They're going to... It's okay if you tell me, yo, Femi, you know what? I really don't like this thing that you did. Knowing how to take criticism and listen to it. Because for when people talk about you, you know, there's truth to, you know, what people say. Mm-hmm. You might not have to agree with everything they say, but... You know, take it in, you know, very humbly and, 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 and hear what they have to say because you never know when that's going to come in handy. Mm. And um, I feel like, you know, that's the kind of person that I am. I'm always trying to show my most genuine self in every single situation that I'm in. And um, I feel like as a result, I'm seeing the fruits of my labor kind of kicking in, you know, as, I, as in my older years, you know, through all the work that I've put in in the city and outside in the world as well. Because I don't see myself as local. I'm international. I'm great. I'm amazing. Um, even when before people were saying any of these things, this is what I always thought about myself. I think it's very important you manifest, you know, these mm. things that you want to become. You know, I don't say I'm trying. I said I'm doing it. You know, I'm currently working on it. Um, I'm always going to get better. If um, When times hit where, you know, you have those roadblocks that hit you in life, you know, my dad always told me that's the time you get stronger. 
you don't cry in a corner and you know what I mean stay away from people no you get strong you face it at face value because that's life life mm-hmm. is not going to be easy it's not a cookie cutter pattern nope, sometimes exactly. you think it's cookie cutter but shoot you might have to not even get those cookies and go eat the bread <laughs> and guess what I'm going to eat the bread and then guess what I'm going to find a way to get that cookie you know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, again, that's my neighborhood where I grew up. There's certain things you can take from everything. Like, it's, for example, like even with friends, you know, you have a best friend and sometimes, you know, you guys grow up doing everything together. Then they get to a part of your life where you have to separate and you have to build individually because there's no way you can grow if you have somebody by your side at all times. You can only grow as a human being when you don't have anybody that you rely on, but you rely on yourself, mm. you know, that way you won't get disappointed because a lot of times people put a lot of expectations into people. And mm. when those expectations don't get met, that's when they feel like, oh my gosh, like there's no one in this world for me. But if you only put expectations for yourself, you know that, hey, you know what? If I disappoint myself, that's on me. And that's a better feeling than putting it onto somebody else that you can't control. Um, so I've always kind of had these, you know, mental me- mental notes in my head as I kind of been going on my journey. And, you know, this is why we're here today and still moving and still progressing. Okay, Femi. Mm. That was some good stuff. Yeah, thank you. I get it, I get it on mode. Right? I didn't even know if I answered your question. I just got no, it No, you did. You did. You did. <laughs> no, you did. Um, so would you say then friendships for you are more seasonal or they're more like... Or you more so consider friends like family? Um, the people, first of all, like, I'm somebody who, I have friends. Um, I have a tight group of friends where it's like, you know, I talk to about, you know, my, kind of my day-to-day, you know, because they're also doing things that inspire me on my on their day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you need to be around people who are also moving at your level. I was watching an interview with Snoop Dogg, and he was talking about, when he started growing up, like, you know, blowing up, his friends remained on the same level. So in order for him to talk to those friends, he would have to come down to their level. Mm. And he realized slowly that, you know what, the friends that I'm going to keep around me are the friends who, they don't necessarily have to be on my level, but they have to be progressing so that I don't have to come all the way down. Mm. So it's like okay. they have to balance. They have to match your swag. They have to, they have to, be, they have to be the yin for your yang, but they have to come at least, yo. You got to be, like, at least one or two steps behind me because I'm not trying to go ten steps back, bro. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel that that's a big thing because when you have friends that push you, it it, it gets it puts the fire under your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's my biggest thing. Like, for me, I, you know, when people meet me on road, you know, I'm, I'm a friendly person. Like, I have a conversation with you. You know, I'll talk to you, you know. But at the same time, that doesn't mean I have to hang out with you. Because it's like, what's what's getting done? Like, there's a lot to do in this world. Like, Toronto's just a spot in the entire universe, in the world. Like, there's so many places to travel in this world. Like, people to meet, people that you haven't met yet that might be the difference on, you know, you being this person who was, you know, this YouTuber that was pretty cool to you being this international star. Mm. And that's where I'm headed to. You know, that's where my mind is focused on. And, you know, the friends that I have around me, if, if I don't speak to them for two months and I speak to them, you know, right after, it's like nothing changed. It, and it should be like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like friends that get salty, like, oh, now you know people. Yeah. Nah, then you don't get it. And you're you, not my friend. You you're, hear that? You hear that? Oh, you're, you're turning Hollywood. Um, oh, I, I hate you, that term. But guess what? I think you should be turning. 
I, if when my friends turn to Hollywood, I'm like, bro, you turn to Hollywood, fam. I like that. You know in what that means? In a positive way, Exactly. Because when I see, think Hollywood, it means you're you're aiming there. Like, you want the bright lights. You want that, you know, that notoriety. You're mm-hmm. doing things on a level where it's going to inspire people worldwide. Why yes. not be Hollywood, bro? I respect that. Be humble. Yes. And that's one thing I always preach. But at the same time, always freaking talk the talk. Like, I remember going to New York. I remember when I was doing, I had a YouTube video that I did. I think it was um, Shit Nigerian Say. And um, I got booked to go do a show in New York. And I was going all by myself. And I'll never forget, as I was coming out of the airport, um, there was a guy that was selling water, right? And the man had the water in his hand. And he's like, yo, this water right here, this water, I swear to God, when you drink this water, my, my dude, you going to feel it all over your body, the nutrient. And just the way he was speaking with passion and confidence, I was like, damn, I will buy a water from this guy. But then I thought about Toronto. Somebody will produce the finest artwork for Drake, and you'll meet him. And he'll be like, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I created, you know, uh, Drake's, all of Drake's album artwork. But you don't sound confident. You don't sound like somebody that is really doing it. And, and then I look into it because in the States, when they support you, Yo, this is my dude. You don't know what he does. They're promoting their bridges. Yeah. They're selling them. Here in Toronto, it'd be like, yeah, I'll sell him, but not more than I'm going to sell myself. myself. Mm. And that's the problem right there. So quickly I realized, okay, there's a lack of confidence in our city because we don't have too many examples. Mm-hmm. One, that we can look into in Brooklyn. They can call out, the, you know, the bigs, the greats, so the many football names. players, yeah. the NBA players. The performers that came out of there in Toronto, you know, we, we, we get a little bit. You know, we have Drake now, Tory Lanez, Jesse Reyes, the weekend. Daniel Caesar, The Weeknd. We get you know, people. It's up, it is. But, you know, we still need a couple more from the, from the ends, <laughs> you know, to make it more, you know, more. Some people just need that. They need yeah. that relatability, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I consider myself in the category, too. Of you course. Know? Why not? Booming, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, we ain't got the monies yet, but the monies is there because I know my social capital is crazy worth a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes we put it on the monetary side, but we don't realize the actual impact we're making just to the everyday person. And that is something people don't recognize. And for mm-hmm. me, that's what, that's what humbles me. I'm like, yeah, the money's not there, but I know the impact that I'm making. And mm-hmm. that makes me happy. And that doesn't make me feel like I'm doing this for no reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, just the mentality of how people think it needs to change in our city. And that will make more people be open for collaboration on a genuine level. On a, I was going to say, so, okay, I'm glad you brought up collaboration because you've done a lot of collaborations. Yes, yes. So how do you feel about collaborations as a whole? Because I find sometimes nowadays, not even just nowadays, people will take collaborations and just kind of use the word just to just to get something out of that person, mm-hmm. but they're not returning anything back. It's and like it, a one-sided collaboration. How do you, like, how do you avoid that? Like, how do you, you like... You can't. <sighs> you just have to trust that you're working with people that are genuine, to be mm. honest. Every single person I collaborated with, one thing I can tell you, I never expected anything in return. Mm. I never had that expectation. So, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, I've collaborated with someone and, yo, it's like a launching pad. Their career takes off. Many examples. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel? I'm happy and I'm thrilled. Mm. I'm happy and I'm thrilled for them because, yo, if me coming onto your platform did this for you, kudos to you. But guess what? I'm still getting clout off of that as well, too. Mm-hmm. Even though you, the most of the attention is put onto you because it's your project and I came on 
as the collaborator with you, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. But that's the thing. It's like I use all of those as momentum. You know, I don't need to have the blogs necessarily mention me even though I'm in it. And me being in it alone around that energy, that's for me is good enough for me to continue doing what I'm doing. Okay. Shoot, put it on your resume, bro. Like, find a way that you can pitch yourself. I think too many people in the city, they th- come off the collaborations and then they expect that collaboration to be the cosign of, and the reason why they blow. And then when it doesn't happen, they're like, oh, you didn't talk about me enough. Mm. But you should talk about yourself the most. Because in this world, when we come into it, we're individuals. And when we die, we die individuals. So yes. be an individual and be a strong individual. And I feel like um, that's kind of how I've always kind of viewed myself. If I'm collaborating with someone, I want to collaborate with an individual who's very confident in who they are. You know, not someone who's kind of caught up in this whole, you know, the numbers game. Like, oh, how much subscribers and, you know, because that stuff doesn't mean anything when it comes down to it. What What is the work you're putting into it? Is it something that you guys can both, you know what I mean, relate on? Is it something mm-hmm. that you both really believe in? If not, don't do it. You know, some of these collaborations, people just do it for the clout, but then you can see it. It's, it's not... It's not genuine. It's not genuine. It, it's fake. Come, it comes and, across and a little me, bit I have, fake. I've had some people that have very, very big following wanting to collaborate. And I'll be like, nah, I'm not feeling it. Because I don't I don't feel that vibe. If I don't... If I don't I'm not allowed to cuss, right? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I can? I, do what you want. I'm not fuck with you <laughs> at the end of the day. Nah. And that's just me, straight up. And I'll tell you straight to your face. And I'll also tell you why I didn't, why I'm not collaborating with you. Straight up. Like, I've had... Every time I go to the States and come back, like I just came up from L.A., there's always like a bunch of rappers mm-hmm. that would hit me up. Yo, we should do a skit for my mixtape. <laughs> Bruh, um, I've never heard of you. I feel like you need to put a lot more time into building who you are. Mm. Because if this is the thing, and that's what I tell them. I'll come onto your project. You'll get clout for the one little skit that I do with you in the beginning of your tape. And then they're not listening to you because I'm gone. Why am I going to do that? Do, work on your own thing and some people can't hear that because they just think oh well you know this guy yo, he's, he's too Hollywood for the man them. no no I'm actually giving you advice because I know for me the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now is not because I did stuff overnight this is years like we put in years like our teen years we were putting into you know what I mean <laughs> putting in the putting work in the work so now when you see all these opportunities come in it's not by mistake mm-hmm. it's because of the work that's been actually put in and I and I and I really strongly feel that you know people need to put in the work you know don't wait for that person to just bring you up because even when they bring you up you're not going to last long you know what I mean this is a it's a rough world out here and people that have talent talent is only one thing, but hard work is another. You know mm. what I mean? Hard work beats talent when talent don't work. That's just facts. So, you know, they got to put in the work at the end of the day. Collaboration or not, put in the work. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because I find a lot of people, they will just want the answers without trying. And like you said, putting in the work, at least have something to back, mm-hmm. come to the table with something. You can't go to Oprah and be like, hey, can you give me a show? Right. And she like, okay, what, what have, have you, you be- done? What have you, show me what your back's like, what have you done? Mm-hmm. Give me some credentials. Facts. Nothing. That, like, it, life is not like that. And I find our generation is a little bit entitled in that way. And it can be 
it's frustrating because it's like someone will ask you for help on something mm-hmm. and you and they can't even say they googled it yeah. like it's it's crazy you know what it is is we're in an instant gratification type of society where yes. everything is instant like everybody wants to be a youtuber you know why not necessarily because they're passionate about youtube but because they want to have that five seconds of fame. Mm. They want to have that viral video. I've had people come to me on some outrageous things, and I tell them the truth. I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah, you know, I just want to be out there, and I want people to follow me. Like, you want to start a vlog. Why are people following you in your life? Like, no offense, but yeah. why? Like, why would I follow you? What's so good about it? Like, I understand people who've made YouTube videos, mm-hmm. who've had a following, that don't necessarily want to do the skits anymore. And they're just like, hey, you want to follow me on my life with all these opportunities that I get on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Makes 100% sense. But, you know, little Keisha from Scarborough that, you know, still wears the little bun-bun puff in her head and <laughs> it's still it's still cussing out girls in DMs and oh, stuff like gosh. that. Why, why, why are we following you to go do your nails? Why? And the, the nail lady's looking at you like, why are you recording me? <laughs> and then you get mad that you have 20, 20 followers. <laughs> and then and then you're like, oh, family, we should collab. That, you know, you should come through so that, what, my clout can build up your followers? I, I just tell the truth, man. I'm yeah. blunt. One thing about me, I'm blunt. Just I'm be very honest. honest. But, um, yeah, it's just you have to be very real in what you do in life. Because if not, it's just going to come back to haunt you. Mm. Mm-hmm. So w- the one advice out of all this, what would you say for to for giving someone, like for someone that's coming up, that not necessarily YouTube, but just someone that wants to just hustle and do their own creative thing? As a creative, I think it's one of the hardest jobs to have because it's not a nine to five. Mm-hmm. There will be some days where, yo, you don't have you know, money for certain things that everybody else, you know, working that regular nine to five has. But if you believe in it enough more than anybody around you and you don't need uh, kind of the accolades and, you know, the, the, the comments from others to make you feel good, mm-hmm. you're going to go very far. Mm. Because one thing I can say is, you know, as a creative myself and as an entrepreneur, I had to really find it in myself to believe in everything that I did wholeheartedly that it can build a career because there's one thing just doing it as a hobby Mm -hmm. but when you start to make it a career that's kind of a that's a very big step you know and it's not something you should be taking lightly and then also realizing when you get to that level where you can now pay for a lot of things and you're given opportunities to pay it forward because you remember Yes, I don't charge this when I do a show. I charge this. So now if you're in an opportunity to pay somebody that's been helping you for free, you do it by yourself. And if you can't pay somebody, find value that you can bring that would be added to that person. Mm. That's one thing I don't like. You know, even with me, it's like, you know, I have clout. So a lot of people, they offer me things for free, 100%. And the question I tell everybody, I say, what do you need? What do you need? Oh, you're a videographer? All right. Even though I don't have money to pay for this video shoot, I'm going to get you booked for a video shoot. I have this person that's doing a wedding. Oh, that's, that's, okay, that's good. I like that. So it's like, you know, you don't necessarily, there's different ways you can do things. Exactly. All right, cool. You're a video, uh, you're, you're, um, a photographer. All right, you want to do a shoot with me? All right, cool. I'll do a, I'll do, you do a shoot for me. I'll do a shoot for you for something that you want to do. Boom. You know, there's different ways that you can do it up and just don't be selfish. That's it especially as a creator, don't be selfish. Know that, you know, 
you're in a field where you have to get it. And then also know what you're worth. Don't let people take advantage. Be confident in what you're doing because if the confidence mm-hmm. is not there and you're talented, guaranteed somebody will take advantage of you and they will try to claim you for themselves. And they'll be like, yeah, I don't work with anyone else. You're just going to be working with us. And then you'll be an intern working for some company, building on some dreams that's not <laughs> yours. And then you're going to feel bitter when yep. you put all that time in and you realize you have nothing to show for yourself. So don't be that bitter Toronto narrative. Be mm. the narrative that's going to be internationally known, happy, and, you know, just knowing what you're doing. You know, someone like, you know, my homegirl, Shannon Bodrum. I remember when she first got to L.A. and we were talking about, like, trials and tribulations and then it's like seeing where she is at now you know Latoya forever you know a bunch of these guys I, I you know I grew up with you know these are conversations that I have with them constantly mm-hmm. I tell them don't forget who you are eh don't think because you're around all these big big people so called <laughs> that you're not big too because there's a reason why they want to be around you yeah people forget that like when you're around some people a certain caliber of people and they want to be around you that guy's jacket's wavy by the way it's a jacket that I would definitely wear. It's a Baba Femi jacket. So I get, you know, That looks like a Femi jacket. Definitely, definitely. Can I, can I tell him he has a nice jacket? Is it going to ruin, ruin it? I don't know. You can tell him. I'm going to tell him. Bro, bro, <laughs> your jacket's wavy, yo. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> Sorry, just had to do that. <laughs> so just side note, guys. <laughs> We're doing the interview in my car. Because it's a bad man thing. I told her, I said, yo, you know, I'm not for the bougie life. I don't need no studio. At the oh. end of the day, it's a Niger Toronto <laughs> thing. Mix it up. It's a poutine and a jollof rice. I can't. You know I mean? said poutine. Facts. Niger so we Toronto, just saw a really huh? dope guy walking on the on the sidewalk. Here's another thing. You know, it shouldn't be a bad thing for people to actually like give compliments. No. Even sometimes Yo. for me, I get in trouble because like I'll see a beautiful girl on the street. I'm not trying to holler. I'll be like, oh, you look very beautiful today. And I don't know what it is. But it's, you know what, Femi? You have a thing. You exude like you this thing. I can't even say it. I'm not even trying to gas you guys Femi has like this sparkle and when he speaks to you you smile you literally smile (laughs) no and I'm not even trying to boost you like you actually like you can tell you are a genuine it it doesn't come across pervy or at all Mm -hmm. you're a genuinely nice good person so like when you if you compliment a woman it wouldn't even come across like any way you'd just be like thank you Mm -hmm. like you just have that 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 I don't know, it sparkles. All I can say, I appreciate you just that. Have that. I appreciate that, you know. And I'm, and you know what? I, I feel like I'm glad to have the people I have around me. I'm glad to be raised by like you know my wonderful parents, and you know being in a two parent home Ooh, as a man. That's a amazing. Yo, you see, you see the result when you grow up, a hundred percent. Because you know I have versions who you know single parent homes and stuff like that, and you know they're great people. Mm. But then. You, they, when we have conversations, you know, we I notice we notice certain things that are that they're missing, that mm. they and then they find it in other things. I was gonna say they look for it in other things exactly. or other people. Exactly, they need that sort of self. I don't know, like that. It's usually it's like it's love, the acceptance. Acceptance. They're looking true. for that. Hundred percent. And I feel like it's also okay to be vulnerable, especially mm-hmm. as you know, as you know, I'm a black man in society. You know, straight black male. You know, you don't find really examples of them being vulnerable is like always you know very egotistical they have to put on this front Mm. if you can't be vulnerable and be confident in who you are it's hard it's going to be hard for you to kind of accept certain things you know Mm -hmm. um for me i'm that's why i'm i I enjoy conversation i enjoy confrontation i think confrontation is a beautiful thing because that's when it shows you know you at your element where you can you know what i mean you are your element how do you how are you gonna handle a situation where somebody doesn't actually like something about you 
You know what mm. I mean? What kind of person are you? That's when it shows who you are. Not when everyone's happy, happy, dandy, dandy. That's why everybody loves everybody in the club. You know, you drunk, <laughs> you high, whatever. But then outside of the club, when everybody is sober, when now the conversation you're having is basically who the person is, how do you react to this person? Do you really vibe with them the same way? You know what I mean? Mm. And that's those are the conversations you should start having when you're starting to, you know what I mean, really figure out where you're at in life and who's around you. Mm. If those around you are not progressing you, making you feel better about yourself and upping your game, then you need to find a new circle, you know? I like that. So what does being a creative entrepreneur mean to you? Uh, being a creative entrepreneur means that you are you're selfless in the search of trying to become the best at whatever you do. Mm. Um, there's no such thing as I'm just trying. You're a creative entrepreneur. You're doing it. You better be the best at it and believe that you're the best at it. You know, don't look at examples of people too much because, you know, what works for one is not going to work for all. And I find that that seems to be a genuine thread. I think it's important you look to see, you know, the standard in which you want to be on. But understand that when you believe in it enough and you, you put in the 10,000 hours, it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen for you. But, mm -hmm. yeah, being a creative entrepreneur is patience. It's, um, oh, I like that. Patience. You know, it's patience. It's determination. Um, it's, you know, nights sometimes of questioning whether or not this is something you're gonna you want to really do because that means it's real if you're not worried as much as you're happy it means it's not it's not really you know you don't really believe in it like that because it's not going to be easy you know what i mean no entrepreneur can say it's easy there's no silver spoon mm. for entrepreneurs out here if anything is quite opposite it's a rusty spoon and you got to figure <laughs> out how to make that thing smooth and gold and shiny yep you know what i mean so <laughs> you better figure that out and no resources are given to you. So you better figure out all those resources. Everything you are, your entity has to do with your personality. Because mm. even some of the best entrepreneurs, the ones with the shady attitudes, they, all the work that they put in can disappear tomorrow. You know Very I mean? true. So you just got to be genuine, be humble, be patient, be determined. And most part, have fun with it. You know what I mean? Have fun with your journey. I think it's important for people to, you know, really smile about it and, and look at what you've done, as big or as small as it may be. Mm -hmm. I remember when I used to get friggin' participation ribbons. Even though I didn't place first, second, or third, and I got the purple ribbon that everyone gets. I was like, yo, at least I, at least I went to the track meet. I got a purple ribbon. <laughs> I felt nice off of my purple ribbon, fam. Like, I'm, I'm ripping my purple. I'm, I'm wearing it. That's it. So that what I did, when I finally did get my medal, you know, on my ball tip, you know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> grade nine. Um, <laughs> Just grade nine. <laughs> yo, we don't have to talk about what happened with my ball, my ball dreams, you know. 10, 11, I, I, heard, I, heard, I, heard, I heard the knee. Oh, yeah, okay, I okay. slammed on a man and you know how it goes, you know, oh, athlete life. Okay. But I was still wrecking people on the court, you know what I mean? Okay. Just a personal, uh, you know, PSA. If anybody wants it, you know, they can get the tantalization of cooking. Um <laughs> But yeah, then it you see it makes those moments feel that much better because you've been happy and content in where you were and you knew you could always do better. So when when you finally do get better, it's that much more of a satisfying feeling, you know? Mm. And I think that's you know, that analogy of putting it together with the particip participation um ribbon to getting a medal, that's you being an entrepreneur. Be happy with your participation um 
freaking why is my mind going in one ribbon ribbon <laughs> so that when you do get your medal you're that same person you know the same person you are at 2 a.m you could be at 2 p.m Amen and if you're not that. and if you're not <laughs> you gotta figure that out yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay thank you. Mm. you listen you're killing these answers i'm loving your advice thank you, thank I'm, you. I'm getting inspired right now that's true i appreciate that i appreciate <laughs> that you know you know what's funny like Whenever I, and I say one of my strongest things is like, don't put me in a radio interview for the world. Why? Like that's gonna be the day that I'm blowing up. <laughs> Facts, because it's like you know, a lot of people feel that they know who you are, but mm. they don't really know. Social media doesn't tell everything. Oh, it's like two percent of yeah, the person's life. Like my social media, man. If you watch it, you'll probably see that. Okay, you know, he hosts shows. You know, he probably does funny videos here and there, but you don't know the half. And I think it's great. I think too much people put too much of themselves out there and mm-hmm. people take, take, take. And then when there's nothing left, like they get depressed and they're like, oh my gosh, like I, I need to do something and they'll go do like prank videos or something Ugh. that's so outside of their realm just to keep the audience entertained. But then it's not genuine and you mm. can tell it's not genuine. And then they fall off and then they're a husband. And then now they work nine to five at Scotiabank asking me for my banking information. Like not nothing, nothing against. I was like, nothing tellers. wrong breaking the bank. Nothing, nothing wrong, but it's something that they didn't want to do. And they just kind of settled. Exactly. Don't ever settle. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, did you have a mentor throughout all this? I would say I had several mentors, okay. informal mentors. Um, one that I can talk about is um, Andrea Zamet. She was somebody that was instrumental in um, helping me to get involved in a festival called One Hundred Six in New York. Um, that's how I got you know into the grant. Um, writing, um, she helped to start, help me and Duke start High Class, which was our community organization we started. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, for seven years, I literally worked under her. Um, seven, wow, seven years. Seven years. One of six in New York, yeah, we put it together for seven years. We would, we would get money from the government. We would audition kids living in different, like, you know, um, marginalized, I hate the word marginalized communities, but, you know, all the hoods. Um, and if they're selected, we'll pay them. We'd rent out, you know, like all these big theaters where they do all these Broadway shows. Okay. And we'd literally bring the festival there and we'll hook them up with mentors. Wow. In their fields. And then from that, we started our own. We got money from, you know, City of Toronto. I sat on the board of Artreach Ontario for like three years, giving out grants. Um, I worked for the Pan Am Games through, you know, Andrea told me about it and I was a manager of the community tour. I got to hire 30 staff. I was one of the first 20 people hired at Pan Am Games. Watch you. Yeah, so it's like, you know, and it's people like that, that, you know, they see the, 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 they see the, the drive in you mm-hmm. and they try to, you know, give you opportunities. You know, nothing was handed. It was all like, you know, you know, family should check this out, check that out. And sometimes that's all it takes. And, um, you know, I, I'm always very thankful for her. She just had her baby, actually. So shout out to Andrew Zammett. Um, But, yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends, they they act as mentor, informal mentors to me. Um, people that I meet when I travel. You know, everybody kind of, it can be your mentor, to mm-hmm. be honest. Sometimes people think it's just one person. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's many people. You oh, know? for sure. I my, definitely agree with that. My parents, 100%. Like, you know, when they telling me how, how they came to Canada, my dad's telling me he came here with $100. The address he went to, the person didn't even live there, gave him two days to figure his life out. Two days with $100. And he had seven kids and Whew. you're still guanin'. Bro, kudos to you. What am I complaining That's about? That's a hero. Facts. <laughs> like, so it's like, I don't really, uh, you know what I mean? When people, oh my gosh, I'm so, the world is, nah, man, we're spoiled. We're good. 
first world problems. Like, let's figure it out. That's I it. hate that term, but it's so real. It's so real. And we do it subconsciously. Oh, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. We get so angry with the, like, our phone breaks and we're like, oh my, like, we, we break down. Right? Somebody used to write a letter and they used to hand, they used to have to walk three hours to go to the local post office to send oh. a letter. You know what I mean? You're here, <laughs> you don't even know your budget, your own best friend's number. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know a lot of people's numbers myself, but um, yo, you know what it's, I, mean? I mean, it's just a time. It's just a time we live in. It's, yeah. It is what it is. But, but we have to remember that. But still, be present. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, is mentorship then something you think people you highly recommend it? Then would yeah. you say 100? percent Like I, I when I worked at Ryerson University while I was there, I was uh, mentoring. I was a mentoring officer. So my job was was to um, go out into the different communities and talk to them about university. Okay. So we brought the university to them, and then we brought them into the university. Because mm. statistics show, you know, first-generation youth, um, when they're given a chance to come onto a campus, their chances of attending that campus becomes higher because now they can see themselves in that environment. Okay. And, you know, that's all mentorship. I think it's very important to, you know, help anyone, if, even if it's your little bro and sis. Like, I talk to youth is something that is, that's my weakness. Like, if a, youth, if a bunch of youth stop me on the streets, like, I, I'll have an hour conversation with them. Mm. You know what I mean? Even though it's like, you know, it was a consultation. Like, not everything is money, money, money. Some things is just natural. You never know what that conversation could do for someone. You don't you know? know. It's like they're looking at you as an idol. And, you know, that word of advice or, you know, that compliment you give them goes a whole long way. You know, I, you know, when I was on, I was on SoundCloud one day and I heard this artist by the name of K-Force. And I was like, yo, this guy sounds like party next door starts weekend. Like, you know, he's dope. So I messaged him and I said, yo, I see that you're from Canada. He's from Brampton. I'm like, yo, kudos to you, man. Like, your music is really dope. You know, hope maybe one one day, you know, you could collab one day, whatever. And he's like, oh, Baba Femi Tantalization. Like, I watch your videos. You know, I'm a fan. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, you know, hopefully one day. And then, you know, three years later, I'm in a shisha joint and I see the K Forest guy and he tells me he watched one of my videos. He created this song and he wants me on the song called Guidance. Um, I get, I go to his house. We go to the studio. Four days later, he gets a call from Travis Scott's camp saying that they love the song. He gets flown out with his producer to L.A. Travis Scott puts the song on the album with K-Force on it called Guidance. And they say tantalize. I remember your voice was in it. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, that. You know? And I was like, that's such a huge opportunity. But again, it's like that humbleness of just being able to It's like a ripple love. effect. Look at that. That one little contact. Exactly. One like you contact. reaching out, you genuinely just commenting because yeah. you were like, yo, your work is dope. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, like that's, that's amazing. Exactly. And you see, that's, that example to me has happened multiple times in mm. many different ways. And um, yeah, I'm just, it's, it's just like show love. You know what I mean? Reach out, you know, be a mentor, be a friend, um, and really do it from a good place, not mm. with the expectation of getting something back because mm. not everyone is going to be like you. No. So, so that's one thing that, you know, I learned from a very young age. And, um, yeah, I just take it into, you know, how I kind of move throughout life now. I like that. Mm-hmm. Femi, you just... You're just special. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So where do you hope to see yourself in the next five to ten years? Five to ten. Everyone always asks these questions. I know. I, I like this question. I actually haven't asked this question in a very long time in an interview. Mm. But I just feel like you know. I feel like you or have an idea. My So five to ten years. Um, I will. I'm, my, my name is being solidified in this city. I'm going to have it solidified worldwide. Mm. It's going to be a household name. Um, my brand, Tantalization, we're going to be doing 
events for there's going to be a festival tantalization wave festival that i'm going to be having and i want it to take place you know in toronto nigeria in the uk um i want to have my community side of things my charity side like you know doing presentations for schools i'm going to do a, i'm going to be doing tours um with you know a lot of artists from the city and outside of the city and you know talking to youth and you know, I'm I'm gonna be doing a lot. My music is gonna take off. I'm gonna be going on tours. Um, everything that I want to do is gonna come true, and I'm gonna also make sure that you know those who want to follow through those steps. I'm gonna provide opportunities for them. Mm. You know, my biggest thing is you know as you're growing, you can't forget about those you know that kind of also want to grow with you, um, but only when they're ready. Not prematurely, because a lot of these guys who are doing their thing, some of them are premature and they're suffering because they don't have that mentorship. Mm. I want to provide that mentorship. I feel like there's so many people that need it and there's so much people that have the knowledge, but they don't know where to put it. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I see myself as being that example, to be honest. You know what I mean? I'm more than just an entertainer. I'm like, I'm honestly like I'm an activist. I love community. I love people, but I also love to call things out when they're wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to, you know, stand to whoever and tell them about themselves. I think that's a really important thing. But, yeah, I just see myself being an all-around. Like, could I compare it to, like, a childish Gambino? You know, he does the, the acting, directing, oh, the music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see myself as that. I'm very good at a lot of things. I'm not a jack-of-all-trade, master of none. I'm a jack-of-many-trades that I'm passionate about, you know, back in the day. Parents, doctor, lawyer, you know, Nigerian household. Ah, for me, it must be a doctor or a lawyer. Eh? Yeah. And it's and it's not their fault because, you know, their grandfathers knew the people who were successful that had good money were doctors and lawyers. Mm-hmm. But now we're in a generation where, oh, my gosh, like, it's Instagram models making $100,000 a month <laughs> by doing appearances. What? This piece of artwork sold for $100,000? Like... Mm. Yo, Time grandfathers, yeah. grandfathers didn't know about these things. So, mm. you know, when you're talking careers now, we're seeing it from a whole different perspective. We're not we're talking about, you know, working smart, not necessarily working hard, mm-hmm. but working hard is still there. That's the thing that people are missing. So I'm working hard, but also working smart. Mm. And the way that I want to do things is kind of combining that old knowledge with the new knowledge. That's mm. why I love to you always listen to your elders. Listen to what they have to say. There's a lot of gems in what they're saying. Of course. You might not agree with it because the time has changed, but there's a lot of gems in it. So when you can connect the two worlds, you create your own world. And that's the world that I'm creating. Femi Lawson, fine boy, no pimples, just dimples, just dimples, tantalization nation. Get with it or get lost. You know? I love that. <laughs> so what three words describe Femi? Three, man, it's like a million, man. I know, I'm sure. But what the first three that, that pop in your head Damn. right away. You're making me think, yo. Three words. Don't think about it. Just the first word that you can think of that just, it's there. But you know what? I, I have... I you know, know there's somebody, a word. <laughs> you know when somebody's like, yo, I'm a good guy? It's like, yo, you're never a good guy when you say that, you know? Okay, genuine. Okay. Genuine. Um, Two. Um, um, tantalizing. Okay. Three. Um, Don't think about it. He's thinking too hard. Family. Man. Family. There we go. That's it. Yeah. That's good. Family. Genuine, tantalizing, what is it? Tantalizing, tantalizing yeah, and just, family. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Awesome. That's Thank me. you. That's me. <laughs> so Femi, I could literally talk to you all day. Yeah, really could. But I know you're you're busy. Yeah, and you, time is money. Of course, yeah. So yes. you gotta go. <laughs> I, mean, I gave you some dollars. Today, you gave me you know some know dollars I mean? still. You you did good. This was I'm happy. It. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So one thing that I always ask everyone at the end of every episode mm-hmm. is what's the one thing you cannot leave the house without, minus your cell phone? The one thing I can never leave the house without. Um the one thing that I can never leave the house without doing, sorry, maybe it's probably an action more than an item. Okay. Being thankful for every, so giving thanks for everything that I have. Oh, guys. Um, I think it's very important that people are thankful, even though you're not in a position where you know you want to be yet, mm-hmm. but being thankful that, yo, you open your eyes, you're able to move, you're able to be in a position where you're at today. Like, I'm doing an interview with you. For me, I appreciate that a lot because... At the end of the day, I'm not caring if it's Oprah Winfrey or, you know, the Steve Harvey show. Like, this to me right now is Oprah Winfrey. This to me is the Steve Harvey show in my current moment. And I'm going to accept it and embrace it the same way that I would embrace something, an opportunity like that. And that wow. comes from being humble and being happy. And I feel like when you're thankful, things come to you. The universe hears that and, you know, they can feel it and it will be reciprocal. So, yes, I can't leave the house without being thankful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. So where can we find you on the socials? Social media. Um, my Instagram is Femi Lawson underscore. Um, you can go on tantalizationwave.ca. That's the website. Twitter, it's Mr. Lawson. You know, I like to mix up my social medias to be like, yo, who's following me? I'm not keeping everything the same. <laughs> I, might, I might even change, you know what I mean? Change it to Baba Femi. It's Mr. Lawson is also uh, my uh, YouTube channel. I'm gonna start posting. I'm gonna. I have so much footage. I don't post things. I know. I bet. I bet you have. I know you don't post everything for yeah, sure. I no. don't. But I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna post something on my YouTube. I'm probably gonna post three videos on my YouTube channel just to give people an update of what I've been up to. Okay. But um, yeah. So that's kind of awesome. what it is. You know? Thank you. For and sure. of course, I'll provide all the spelling and all of his information at the bottom of the blog. And again, thank you, Femi. This was really fun. I had a great time talking to you, Thanks. taking the photos, just like spending kind of a little day with you. It's, yeah, it's been yeah, fun. Yeah. No, I appreciate you. Um, I came on my Nigerian time. It's okay. <laughs> you know, but you know what they say? You made it. An elephant that does not eat a peanut is not an elephant. That basic, you know, Nigerians say stuff like that. It means nothing, but I was gonna, say it. And we're because gonna, it has so much meaning. <laughs> and we're going to end it there. <laughs> Thank you again, Femi. Um, until next time. For sure. Thank Bye, you. guys. E-Project.